0: The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello, everyone. It's also powered by Carmen Braidwood.
1: Thanks for having me. Power you.
0: Yes, good work, Carmen. (laughs) Nick Hayes here. Great to. Great to be speaking with you. And uh, we've got a, an influencer in the room, Carmen.
1: We have someone who doesn't work for a living, according to 99% of Australians. Doesn't
0: work for a living? <laughs> One of the hardest working persons in Australia. Hello, Ashley J. Hi.
1: Thank you for having me. You set
2: the record straight, won't you? Oh, I certainly will. Look, it, I know a lot of people think that we just take a pretty photo and post it online, but there is a lot more that goes behind that little square that you see on the gram.
0: You work very, very hard. Thank and you. Influence is high. Is it just the numbers of people that are following you that is your influence?
2: No, I don't think it is. You know, it's it's more about the community that you built. So the the values that I hold and what it is that connects us all together, you know, I could be talking about something I'm very passionate about and that will connect with one person. We don't want to cater and be liked by all. That's not the goal. Mm-hmm. We, You know, whoever will gravitate towards me and it's the same, you know, how we make friends in real life. It's the same online. I think, Carmen, you know, when we go to events and things, that's how... Uh, Even on Instagram, that's how we meet a lot of the people that we know is online.
1: Yeah, it is, after all, social media. So it really should, I think, replicate what we do socially in real life. And I think that hits the nail on the head. But let's face it, Ashley, you probably meet people all the time who say something like, well, what happened? Did you just wake up in the morning and decide to be an influencer? How did it happen? It was kind of accidentally. (laughs) I used used to use
2: Facebook uh, to post all my beauty pageant photos and everything and wanted to keep it separate from my personal profile. So if my friends wanted to follow, they could. If they didn't want to, that's fine too. And I posted on there and then Instagram came about. So then I just moved over to the next platform. You know, you always got to dip your toes in each platform that comes about.
1: So you're ahead of the curve always? I think
2: so. Yeah, I'd like to say I haven't, I've only just started back on TikTok again though. We'll jump into that later. But yeah, I would just share what I was doing in the modeling world. And because I was traveling overseas and a lot of brands, they saw I was doing photo shoots and being posted in magazines that they wanted to be involved in that too. So they wanted to start sending me their products, which was a really exciting thing because the word influencer didn't have the term that it does now. Yeah. Mm. So I think I was being an influencer before it was a thing.
0: How how early were they? I mean, please send me free stuff. Uh, my name's Nick Hayes. Send me free <laughs> stuff, but that never happens to me. Is that what happened at the beginning? They just send you it stuff did. and hoping that you will put it forward on your sites on your social media, so that people go, "Oh, Ashley Jade's using it. I need to use it."
2: Yeah, I I could see where social media was going. So you Know, I would look at what the products were that I was already using and I would post about it and then hope that that brand would then come on Instagram because uh, you know, oh, brand- they weren't on yet, so some weren't even on Instagram yet, so it was really exciting. Always check and see when they were on, and then I would start. You know, I'd reach out to brands all the time. So when I used to work shift work in my graveyard shifts, I would email companies <laughs> and introduce myself and let them know that I had a photo shoot coming up and I would uh, love to you know, be wearing their products or their brand in my shoots and um, they would get – like back then the exposure thing worked really well but it's not – it doesn't work as well now.
1: Now you need to come to the party with what, some genuine analytics, some results? Yeah,
2: so now we have insights. We can see all of that behind uh, what's going on in someone's page. That If a brand works with somebody, they want to make sure that it is their ideal target audience as well. So it can't just be – Gimme, 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 you know, you can't you can't just expect a pretty dress or anything. Yeah. It's a business. It needs transaction. to be e- an equal exchange for the brand and the influencer as well.
0: Yeah, I mean they got so professional calves, isn't it? it it's did. Just sort yeah. of like all of a sudden you you know you're going out on a hunch and then all of a sudden now you've got to present the business case for actually being a representative of that brand.
1: And by the same token, I think that brands have had to realise that you can't just send people free stuff and hope for favourable comment. That's not enough. Like at the end of the day, I got to a point where I said, look, I can't keep, Taking on your free stuff mm. because I don't have the time to make the content to do it justice. If you're yeah. sending me six hundred dollars worth of free stuff, that's a certain amount of posting that I don't have time to make. Again, I'm going to yeah. put it
0: out there. If you want to send me six hundred dollars <laughs> worth of free stuff, I'm taking it. Nick, okay?
2: What would be your ideal brand to work with?
0: Oh well, anything that's got alcohol in it um, is a good start. <laughs>
2: They're but always looking for people, are they? Yes, oh, jeepers, I'd
0: be their poster boy. Um, <laughs> the after, the after poster yeah. boy too. Not the before.
1: Don't overconsume. (laughs) No,
0: but look, I I probably never thought of it like that and I don't have nearly the following or anything like that that would would warrant that, but... Um, it is amazing. I, I, I think the hard work is, is what people probably don't realise because when a brand does come to you and say, look, we want to present something, and how many times have you been asked, uh, can you create a viral video for me? <laughs> um,
2: I think there's always the pressure that you that they might want the viral the video to go viral, but the expectation of that happening is very unlikely because <laughs> we now have to include, if it's a paid partnership you have to include that in the guidelines uh in your post and Mm. so everybody knows that when an influencer uses the paid partnership toggle on instagram that it doesn't push out to as many people and so Mm. you've already got that fighting against you it's a it's a paid advertisement um it doesn't the viral potential is significantly reduced
0: I think, but you stick it with your brand. Your brand is so important to you that, yeah. you know, you're, you're, the people that follow what you do know that you're genuine, you're authentic about the kind of brands that you represent. Is That's fair to say?
2: Absolutely. And I think I have full confidence knowing that my audience also know that if I took on something that was a little bit left to film, they'd be like, hmm, is she all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this the ash for that we know? And they would question that. Um, one time, one of my captions wasn't allowed to have emojis in it I use emojis in everything oh, yeah. yeah you know they say so much and someone messaged me to make sure that I was okay which I thought was amazing and they're yeah. like oh I just you know it's all a part of your brand voice and image and they recognize that in
1: me so they yeah so it was really nice that they they noticed that. Now you've started to take your content to a place where you're influencing influencers yeah. as well aren't you? Can you tell us about where that's come from? You you seem to be out there really advising other people how to do what you do.
2: Well, I've realised that I won't be doing this forever. I'm going to ride the train for as long as I can, but why gatekeep what I know? Why not share the knowledge that I've learnt along the years and share that with others? I see every day little things that people could do to just improve their content. And I'm not talking about perfectionism. I'm talking about just making it that bit more enjoyable uh, for the viewer, for the audience to connect with you and to make your uh, content stand out more than someone else in your field as well. Mm.
0: Are you giving away all the secret sauce? Though? Is it? Is it? Do you well, hold on to it? Is it, or is it just because it, it is you and your brand that you. No one can replicate that, really.
2: That's right. But the thing is, you are the secret sauce. Ah. You can't teach
1: that. So, mm-hmm. Carmen. You're your own secret
2: sauce. Exactly. Like what would
1: you say is yours? Yeah, oh, look, I've always said that you're your own unique selling proposition. Absolutely. So, the you in USP is you, yeah. physically. Why are you? And and you use that as a way to help yourself with that fear that uh, of competition and comparison that someone else is going to come along and go, oh, now I'm a confidence on camera coach too, and they're going to steal all your work. Hey, there's enough work for everybody. Yeah. Calm down, girlfriend. Yeah, right? absolutely.
0: But also, too, but also, too, if you're the leader, if you're the teacher of that, then mm. you're the authority of that. Yes. So you've actually then putting yourself into another level and another uh, stratosphere of influence because you're actually teaching the influencers how to influence.
2: Yeah, things that they may not know how to do, you know, how to build those brands' relationships. You now can't just reach out to a brand and say, no. hey, would love to represent your brand because they're getting slammed with these emails every single day. Their DMs are blowing up every day and they don't know who to trust anymore. What's going to make you stand out is building the relationship first. So going through things like that, how to build a media kit, what to include, Mm. um, how to, rather than just, you know, posing with a product on Instagram and taking a selfie, what can you do to make that product stand out and tell the emotional side of it? Why is it that someone might need that and why is it going to make their life better? And, you know, using the emotion
1: to connect. So, Ashley, when did the traditional media exposure start to come about for you? You know, when did you switch, if you like, from from social media to broadcast media? Oh, that would have
2: been, I think, like when I was doing TV. Yeah, yeah. when you've
1: picked up interviews
2: and that, appearances on press. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. Me, uh, magazine side of things happened for me in about 2012 and onwards from that, yep. um, but it's just been in the last couple of years, so I think in 2020 maybe, or 2019 is when I've first been on Channel 9 and Channel 7 doing interviews and stuff, so that's been really cool.
0: You caught my attention when you appeared on 6PR Steve Mills, and of all <laughs> the radio best. shows to really? be on, <laughs> of all the radio shows to be on, Steve Mills Mildy. 6PR um, probably would have taken about an hour to work out what is influencer, what's influencer marketing, all of that kind of stuff. But you dealt with it beautifully. Thanks. And, he and thought,
2: he's t- like, are you like the Kim Kardashian? So I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh. Milsey doesn't even have Facebook. I know. He said, he's. I said, what's your Instagram? He said, no, I don't have followers. I don't have an Instagram.
1: <laughs> so his, his lovely partner, The Dish, Trish, she does all the socials oh, that bless. keep us friends of Milsey up to date with what they're up to. Oh, beautiful. Right. Thank goodness for Trish. But that's the entirety of his understanding. Yeah.
0: But that's a real new opportunity for someone who's probably not grown up with that. And obviously, you know, it, it, myself, almost 50, is that, you know, we didn't have social media. The, yeah. the closest thing to social media we had was Snake on our Nokia phones. Oh, yeah. Oh, good old but, days, but, the simple but days. It wasn't really social media. <laughs> wasn't social
1: either, was no, it? No, not at yeah. all.
0: Not the way I used to play. But, <laughs> the, you know, we just did not have that. And, the, you know, for someone like him and for an audience to hear that, it is opening up such new doors because the traditional radio, newspaper, television, media, where people are being represented as experts, Mm. that's to a target market and audience that's very different to your target market and audience.
2: Yeah, and do you know what was really interesting? After that interview, I instantly received an influx of followers. (laughs) Whereas when I've been on the news and have done the polls and things like that or have been printed – I ain't get any followers. Yeah. yeah,
1: honestly, actually, the two years I spent working uh, every weekend at six PR was the most recall I've ever had on yep. my radio career. Yeah, like wow. I did seven years doing breakfast primetime on ninety six FM. Yeah, and hardly anyone ever knew that I was there. But the amount of people like, oh, heard you on six PR, heard you doing the weekday show. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It's huge recall. Yeah, you cannot. And people will say, oh, radio's dead. Cool dust yeah. radio is dead. It is not dead. And no, definitely it's podcasts, not podcasts
0: aren't dead and oh. experts' uh, <laughs> <laughs> podcast is doing extremely well. Hey, uh, tell me about, because it's not one thing just to pitch to a brand, your influence and how you do it. How many of them are incoming and, and, and how many pitches do you get thrown at each day or, or each week? from brands and from businesses looking for you to influence and change the way they do business?
2: It really depends on the time of year and what is going on. Leading up to Black Friday sales and Christmas is always <laughs> the busiest time. I think mm. that a brand should really hop on that Two months prior, lock your influencers in because what an influencer can do for you is take away the pressure of cre- you creating the content. Like they, they can take the photos, the videos. There, that's their expertise. You can then focus on parts of your business that needs to be done. So that's the great thing about investing in these influencers is they can take care of that side of things. So I think going back to your question, like on average, I might get a couple a day, maybe every two days I might get a couple come through. It really just depends on what's going on. And that could be from brand collaboration proposals to event invitations to MC work. It Just every email that comes through is very unique and every proposal is different.
1: So there's not really then a hard and fast rule as to how they propose something to you. It's more about whether or not you align with the brand.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And most of them have already been following me and they like what it is that I do. They know how I work. They might use one of my photos or a video as reference as to, oh, I really like what you did with this one. And that's the vibe that I'm going with. I mean... A, a brand that's really grungy and dark probably isn't going to reach out to me because if you go on my page, it looks like a rainbow has spewed all over it. It's <laughs> and then
1: you put a pastel filter over yeah. it. Yeah, I know. And, and I see that coming through in the brands you work with. They're people and brands who kind of align with that. So it's either being well curated or I think what else is happening, and I'm a big fan of this, you're creating content that says, this is exactly who I am. You're being really clear. You're being really consistent. And then your inbox is only full of people who already want to work with you.
2: Yeah, it's basically your it's a portfolio really of the work that you've done and who you are in incorporating that into the work that you've put out there. And I think, you know Your vibe attracts your tribe, as they say, and it's really attracting my ideal client being a brand.
0: I I think you nailed it there when you talked about a a brand who sort of knows who you are, what Mm. you stand for, you know, the kind of posts that you put out there because they've done their homework. And, Carmen, it's no different for any of the experts or commentators that are out there today is to know your media, you know, do your research, understand who you're going to be working with because you want to be successful not just because of the amount of money you might spend with Ashley Jade, but also to if you want to get breakthrough with that radio or print piece, Mm. because if you don't understand the audience or at least know what they're actually talking about or printing or or going to air with, then it makes it really difficult.
1: Yeah, and audience is key, isn't it, Ashley? At the end of the day, you're making this content not for you, but for your audience. So how do you think about your audience? Who are they? So...
2: My audience, I think that I see them as my best friends.
1: Some I have, my majority of them I haven't met. So I feel
2: like we're all connected in a way, you know. Um, Hello to the <laughs> 110,000 best
0: friends of Ashley J. Hey,
2: besties. Wow. <laughs> but I think they've really really nice people they we engage in our dms and they talk to me like i'm a real person you know you might get the odd one or two come through where you're like oh i feel like you're a little bit stabby there yeah <laughs> but i think that's given with any any anyone that has an online profile you know you can't
0: please everyone either. <laughs> you literally
2: can't but just like you would have an ideal client so you would create your avatar mm. i have my ideal avatar of someone who I would want to work with as a brand or also as someone that I would be friends with or like have
1: uh, in my community as well. Yeah. And you hit on something there, the stabby comment. You know, mm. my clients, I work with them to help them make content that says who they are. And then I just can't put myself out there like that. What if I get a troll? What if one of yeah. my ex-colleagues has, has a crack at me? What do you say to help people deal with that kind of feeling? And that is such
2: a common thing that can happen. And it is really scary when you put yourself out there. When my Facebook page reached 1.3 million followers, wow. I shied away from it and I was no longer consistent on it. So I understand how putting yourself out there, because that my page kind of went viral and then I just, you know, went into my shell a bit. Mm. Um, whereas sometimes I even get viral fatigue when one of my reels on instagram grows viral and it can attract comments that are not welcomed but i think at the end of the day i look at that and i just block it straight away and i'm like huh yep i just you know not my monkeys not my circus say that
1: again not my monkeys not my circus
0: (laughs) Oh, I okay. love it. Not my monkeys, not my circus. You're not my people. You're not my tribe. Yeah. Get yeah. the hell out.
1: And, yeah. and also you you don't need to worry about what other people think no. of you, do you? No, because it's on them.
2: I don't think if I was walking in the street, I don't think they would stop me and say that. So I just think it's quite amusing that people do It sound so lame saying hide behind the keyboard and, yeah. you know, but, and I really, I'm so intrigued what actually goes behind these people's heads. Yeah. Not much. Not <laughs> no, all through their heads, really, yeah.
0: Not much at all. No.
2: Um and what brings someone to project that much anger? Like what is it about something that someone does that triggers you so badly that you need to get that out and and comment negative, negatively on their post, But you know what? It, it just speaks loudly that they're not the kind of people that you want to attract to your page and just block. I have that many people blocked. It's not even funny. Even on TikTok the other day, someone commented, "Ha, what a, an influencer coach, what a joke. And I was like, ha, block. So okay. <laughs> I see.
1: Good strategy. <laughs>
2: so, Yeah, You know, it's hard, especially if you are a small business and you do have that imposter syndrome of worrying or that self-doubt of worrying what other people are going to think of you. When I first started my Facebook page, I did have friends make fun of me and think that it was stupid and that I thought I was a celebrity. But the reason I created it was just to keep it separate from uh, my personal page. so Mm -hmm. They didn't have to see it. Yeah. but if I then deleted that Facebook page when that one person said something to me, and then the next person, I wouldn't be sitting in this interview chair right now. I wouldn't sure. have met Carmen. You know, I I wouldn't have met you,
1: Nick. Like yeah. I how rich is her life in knowing us? <laughs> oh,
0: it's it's just going. Good vibes. It's now going into the stratosphere. Now, <laughs> I want to talk to you about as a business because. You know, um, you know, calm started it from the beginning. I oh, you can't be doing much work. You're an influencer. There's nothing much there, but you and your husband are a working team together, and uh, and you're able to create the content that brands are looking for. What's that like to work with hubby?
2: He's a real life Instagram husband, <laughs> and uh, it's. It's great. We it can be very tense at times, I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes when there's a deadline due and I'm like we've left at last minute and we've got to get it done. It can be very tense and working under pressure can be a lot, but it's amazing having that team, you know, we we know how each other works. We know the level of quality content that we want to produce and we understand the briefs and what's expected of us and we are yeah like a real great working team and I I know it's a privilege to have Alex helping me with the video and photo content not everyone has that luxury mm-hmm. so I'm trying to even get used to doing things on my own and teach myself so that I don't always have to rely on him because he's working full-time as
1: well I was about sure. to ask does he have a you know air quotes real job as yeah well? he's a photographer <laughs> full-time so okay. then he's a full-time time photographer and then uh he's the Instagram husband when I need him. (laughs) And what about yourself have you been able to retire from having to have a real job as well? Yeah so
2: I used to work full-time as a promotional casino host and due to the virus that shall not be named I did uh (laughs) lose my job and um at the time it was one of probably the most difficult things to go through you know it really takes a hit on your confidence and you think where else from here and i had wanted to give the full-time content creator thing a go and this w- and i think Carmen had actually given me a really good pep talk around that time that it was about to even happen and i didn't know what direction to go into next i didn't i, I lacked so much confidence and didn't know where what my next path would be and Carmen you i, I always just remember the conversation you had with me and you really instilled that, you know, I could do it and, uh, to really believe in myself and I, and, you saw good things for me. Mm. So that then always stuck with me. Um, and then I, you know what I was doing it, I was doing it full time. I was then able, I created more space to be able to work with the brands that I really love and also create the fun things, like take people behind the scenes of how I create things or do things or come up with the idea of things and show people sneak peeks of how it is that I go about things. So, um, yeah, so I created that space and, um, um, yeah, it's been a wild ride since, what, two years now, yeah. two years or a year and a half that I had left the casino. I'm so
1: pleased to hear that. And you now it's funny, Nick, Ashley was sitting there completely doubting herself, whereas yep. to me it just seemed obvious. And I think that just proves that sometimes you just need to get an outside head mm. on your career, on your life, on whatever it is that is causing a little bit of angst right now. Yeah. Just view it the same way someone else would. If you can do that within yourself and if you can't, bring in that coach or that person who's going to go, hey, what are you doing? You can do this.
2: Oh, Investing in a coach is honestly the best thing because I didn't know what the next path would be and it wasn't until uh, someone, a business coach in Perth, she reached out to me and she was like, you were catching up with me and having coffee. We caught up. And she proposed being my coach for a bit just to help me set up. She was like, this is what I think you could do. You know everything Instagram. You know everything influencers. Like, yeah. you yeah. could start a coaching business. And I thought, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's not a
1: thing. I said, I said, coaching's not a real job. That's exactly what I said oh my to God, my I, coach.
0: I'm sitting with two of the best coaches in the country <laughs> and they just doubted whether they actually should yeah. have been coaches in the first place.
2: And so I just was like, okay... Well, you know, as I say, if you talk, what is it that you can talk about fluently that that's your passion or something that excites you? It's Instagram, it's influencing, it's it's showing people that there is more to it and what is involved in it. And that really lights me up. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a go. And the night that I pressed live on my coaching, like the first week booked out. So yeah. it was just wow. amazing.
0: I, I think it's when you don't go out to do what you're doing right now mm. and it was something that you know you've been either nervous about you were pushed into or were you know didn't naturally feel that that's going to be your place is where you're probably best serving yeah the very people that you're looking after because you didn't go out to do this no. this mm. was something that your experience your knowledge your uh your background has got you to and i think they're the best teachers
1: yeah, it is. It's that where that natural interest level just kind of takes you, and it's the thing that seems obvious to you that yeah. everybody else goes, "Ah, oh, no, sorry, that's not actually obvious to me." That's the thing you need to be teaching.
2: Yeah, and other people can always, as you said, can see that potential in you, and it's just take somebody else to shake you up a little bit and wake you up, and uh, so you can see your potential too.
0: Now, Ashley, one point three million on Facebook, uh, one hundred eleven thousand on Instagram. TikTok. Now, uh, Will Schofield has advised both Hmm. Carmen and I, we've got to get onto TikTok. Um, Should have been on it yesterday. Okay. What is it? What's what's the future of social media? Where are you going to take this, uh, your brand? Is is TikTok the place to be as well?
1: I
2: think TikTok is a whole nother world. So on Instagram, it is quite curated and you are targeting a specific person, your Uh ideal customer or person to be a part of your community and on TikTok you have no idea where your video is going to end up there's the for you page so you could be creating videos of absolutely anything in your day something that how how it is that you set up for a podcast and that could pick up and go viral I had one of my videos (laughs) that I it took me five minutes to do I had unpackaged a Backdrop, so colored backdrop, and I just showed how it was that I put it together. Within seconds of posting it, it has now, it's at 500 and something thousand views. Wow. And it went. Mentor, and I was like, "Why did that go viral? You just don't know what's going to go crazy."
0: Now, is that is that vanity metrics that are kicking into place there, or are we looking for real engagement with these people? Because are they just looking at because they've got nothing better to do, or is it we actually finding audiences there? Are we finding our new market.
2: Well, with TikTok, what happens is if the the longer watch time the more it's going to get pushed out because it tells TikTok, hey, this content, this bit piece of content is exciting, it's interesting, it's entertaining or it's educational and so we're going to show it to more people but you can also see where it's being shared. So it's being shared to people. People are tagging their friends in it like we need this. Let's get one. Oh, we need this for the shoot or they're asking questions. So there's the engagement happening on it. People are interested. It's, it's So it's pushing it out to photographers or social media influencers, all that.
1: And the brand, then do have an opportunity. A lot of people will say to me, "Oh no, my clients aren't on TikTok." Is that they true? They are. You never know where your
2: audience are hiding. You know, I could have a secret thing that I don't share that I'm interested in, but so that there, those pocket of people are my ideal people because they're also interested in it. You don't know where your ideal people are always hiding.
0: I got th- I got 30,000 hits on a, on a tweet. Yeah. I what? Thought, I thought that was through the what roof. What did
2: you say? No, it wasn't what I said.
0: <laughs> It was. It was. It. It was a video. It was a little video. Ah. I've got a little bit of a. a, a, a no, I won't say a, a fetish. Penti- oh look. I, I like water, so I like to collect water off anywhere I can and put it onto my grass.
2: Okay. It's, like it's, actual. Is this actual? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Out of the sky, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. It flies, like water flows that's down the in my glass. flows down the road, <laughs> and then I flow it and divert it onto my grass. But that <laughs> that video went bananas, and I. Oh I yeah. And I think it's maybe it should have been on TikTok and, and putting it out. You but, could but you repurpose the content. But this mm. correct. That's where I was going. With repurpose, you can use that content, it's evergreen. Use it on all your platforms, yeah. So, when if you're listening out there and you've traditionally always just used LinkedIn, um, you might have a Facebook page or you know, Instagram, Twitter, use all of them Mm. because it's one good piece of content, shouldn't just be shared on just one platform, Mm -hmm. send it out far and wide,
2: yeah, absolutely. And the great thing with TikTok is it can be messy, it can be just Eight seconds, 10 seconds, three, it can go up to three minutes now a video. So it really doesn't have to be that thought out. I set myself a little task this year. I was like, right, I want to vlog for seven days straight just to see what happens because my page was on. Sorry, what
0: was that vlog?
2: Vlogging is when you uh, document your day in a video. So kind of like oh, YouTube, yeah, how people it. do daily, day in the life of Video blog. Yeah, a video blog. God,
0: I'm glad I've got two of the best here in front of me right now. Sorry, I should have this. explained. No, it's <laughs> just that I'm, I'm ancient.
2: And I, it's really easy to do, just taking video footage of everything that you're doing that day, throw it together and do a voiceover over the top. And so I was like, right, I want to do this, see what happens with my page. I had about 8,000 followers. And as of yesterday, I've now reached 103 10,300,
1: sorry. Yeah. yeah. And that's from a week of daily vlogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's a okay. great take yeah. up, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: And when you think about it, and, and for everyone that's listening, is, you know, the traditional audience numbers of a television program, let's say the Today Show or Sunrise, you're looking at, you know, 300,000 odd people. Mm. You know, I'm sitting across here from Ashley Jade that's got 110,000 just on Instagram. Yeah. You know, come on.
1: And a lot of those people, I bet, will have a notification pop up every time you do anything because they are that engaged and connected in your community. Well, I hope they've turned notifications on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If they don't, I'll find you. No kidding.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, as long as you find them and don't block them, because I tell you what, don't say anything naughty to Ashley. Um, We're running out of time. Awesome, great insights, Carls, yeah. isn't it, into yeah. um, or influencer, influencer marketing, brands using it in a different way. Yeah. Um, and i I, I, I got to say, it's not new anymore, is it?
2: It's not. And, you know, we've been doing this for a long, long time and I've been in the game for 10, 12 years now and it's only in the last couple of years where... It's picked up its meaning, and now brands are taking it on board. And like, right, we actually have to invest this. We need to make influencers a part of our marketing strategy because they really do have the potential. You said earlier that you don't really have that many followers, but you don't have to have a large amount of followers to connect or have influence. You know, you yeah. it, it's
0: you oh, <laughs> it made me feel better now.
2: You are connected and influential. Yeah, oh. well done because Nick. you do have influence. Every, I think everybody has
1: influence. Yeah. Yeah. It's how you use it.
0: Just not on social media, that's all.
1: Amongst our friends and people, you yeah. do, and clients and all those networks that you create. And what I love about our chat we've just had with Ashley is that she's demonstrated, yes, social media is where it's at and you've got to get your act together with that. But where did she see an uptake when she did some AM radio in Perth?
0: Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo. With, with a little bit of Milzy, yeah. a little bit of Milzy action. Probably the last person <laughs> that would have had to have gone, excuse me, what the hell is influencer marketing? <laughs> hey, Ash, if people want to get in contact with you, how can they do it?
2: Find me on the gram, Instagram at it's Ashley Jade. All my email and everything is on there. Just really just connect on there. It's easier. Watch <laughs>
0: the influx of numbers come up just after this so. podcast gets released.
2: Hashtag the experts podcast. There yes, absolutely. When you're listening to it, take a screenshot, post it to your stories and make sure that you tag us oh. so that we can see where you're listening and then I can share it on my stories and then we connect.
0: There we go. Look at this. We're going to be big. We're going to be big, coming oh, I can't believe it. Hey, thanks for coming in, Ash. It was a really great insight into that whole world and you actually do work. I know how how hard you work.
1: It's just poking <laughs> the bear a little bit. Yeah,
0: hey, calms, good one, another good one.
1: Yeah, another one in the bank.
0: Another one in the bank. Well, we look forward to having your company next week when we speak to another media or another expert. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.